second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 41. We're coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but God himself. Tonight, we talk about blood beasts, eating children, and sacrifices, all things holy, and Christmas. With us tonight. You know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the number one wanker. Some as the best lover they've ever had. (laughs) But his friends and family know him as the Winky. Ron? What's going on? Ho, ho, ho. I'm not Ron. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, you said ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I want to say ho, ho, ho to all the big booty influencers on Instagram. You keep saying ho, 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 but I don't see any hoes. Yeah. Well, we, some can't coming? Have every, we can't have everything. Did you order some strippers or something? No, I would no, never order strippers. Big booty uh, influences, though. Ron, this is the Christmas special I put an episode. extra big stocking. So maybe... For what? On Christmas morning, I'm going to open up my stocking, and there's going to be a big booty influencer in there. Maybe like uh, a flashlight. Ooh, no. Maybe, uh... Know who I'd like to see in my... You know who I would like to see in my stocking for Christmas morning? Me. And I wouldn't consider her a big booty influencer. It's not me. But she's a curvy girl. And she's one of my favorites. We talk uh, We talk on occasion on Instagram. And her name is Whatever Amy. No idea who that is. So a little shout out to Whatever Amy. What up, what up Whatever Amy? One of my favorite. But I'm a little disappointed. This is the Christmas special episode and you did not get strippers. I don't need strippers. What do we need strippers for? I don't know. What does anyone need strippers for? After all the shopping we've had to do this week, who's got money for strippers? That's true. But and, and the $7 that I invest every month in your OnlyFans. 
But with all that change and one dollar bills left over from breaking all the bigger bills, you need something to do with it. One dollar bills. When was the last time you were in a strip joint? I haven't been to many. Like you're not getting much for a dollar. So I went to a strip joint in New Orleans with my girlfriend. You did? I did. <laughs> it was fun. Your it, current girlfriend? Yes. Okay, interesting. And then the other time I went to a strip club, I got kicked out within five minutes. <laughs> so that was good. I guess they don't like you uploading Instagram stories of the models, or the, the strippers, I mean. Is that what you were doing? How long ago was that? A while ago. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like any photography in the strip joint. No, I figured that out really yeah. fast. Uh so I got I mean, not that out. I know that much about them, I don't go to them. <laughs> I got um I I tried to they tried to confiscate my phone. They're like, We're gonna need to take your phone. I was like, You can take it if you can get it out of my cold, dead, lifeless fingers. And they said, Okay. And they didn't even try. Oh. So how did and your girl out. so tell me something. How did your girlfriend like the uh we call them gentlemen's clubs. I don't call them strip joints. That's that's Strip joint is like the places like we Vegas. used to go when I was when I was going to school in Atlanta. We would go to strip joints where there was yeah. actual sawdust and peanut shells on the floors. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, how did my girlfriend like it? I mean, we didn't stay very long. Uh, we didn't do any like private lap dances or anything. Oh, well, that's that's unfortunate. We just kind of went there. It was kind was of was it amateur night? Did you bring your girlfriend for amateur night? <laughs> no, it was uh, it was like. Uh, I don't know. The girls were a little... It was a little shady. It was on... Um, oh, what is it? Bourbon Street. We only went for a little while. We checked it out, and then we got like a $25 drink, and we're like, wow, this is way too overpriced, and we got the F out of there. Was there any cover charge when you went in? Yes. Oh, there was? Yes. So there was a cover charge, and they were charging you 25 bucks a drink. It was something ridiculous like that, and yeah, that's, no, that's why crazy. we... Left. Have you ever been in New Orleans? Never been to New Orleans. I hope to go sometime, providing I don't have to be vaccinated. Right. It's wicked fun. Oh, you, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. No, I know I would. <laughs> There's. I know for a fact I would like New Orleans. It's really cool. For an old guy, I can still party pretty good. Oh, I bet you can. Oh, that's yeah. the place to do it if you're going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where was I recently that I was explaining to somebody... That it reminded me a little bit of New Orleans, of what New Orleans would be like. Where was I? Somewhere French. I can't remember. Because it, it really does look like a whole different country. It looks like you're in a European country or something like that. Well, Louisiana Louisiana is heavy-duty French population. Yeah, it yeah. looks like you're, I don't uh, know, in Europe, in France or something like that. Who did that. we buy Louisiana purchase from? Why are you asking me? France. Don't ask me questions like that. I'm not that smart. You're the smart one. Where was I? Oh, I know what I was doing. Are you sure it wasn't a dream? No, no, no. I was explaining to somebody uh, this town that my wife and I, well, it's actually a city. I call it a town, but it's like a, they call it a city uh, where we're actually been looking for a house, another house to buy. Right. Uh, and they have this little downtown place and it's in Florida. They have this little downtown place where it's like uh they call it the old town. And when you go in there, they have balconies and things. And and that's, and that's what I was doing. I was explaining that to somebody. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of like when you see the pictures of New Orleans. Right. Like like it's old like that. Like it's really cool looking. Yeah, it's got like all the overhanging street balconies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, with all the wrought iron uh, 
yeah. rod eye and uh, railings and stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. It's cool there because you can you can pretty much in the French quarters, you can just take your drinks everywhere. Oh, we we we. Yeah, you don't have to like abide by any open container laws in the French quarters. That is, and you can just kind of walk around and do whatever and go to strip clubs and see r- wicked cool music and stay out till like five in the morning. Kind of like Nashville. Never been. Oh my god, you got to check that out. I should go. Well, I want to actually since I start working again and I'll be having money soon. I want to I want to plan a trip for like beginning of summer. Go somewhere cool. Nashville is really cool. I don't want to get off the New Orleans thing, but uh Nashville is really cool. Broadway Broadway Street is where the action is. Broadway Street. Oh, Broadway Street for sure. Yeah, that's where all the that's where all the Famous bars are like the bars that Willie Nelson, and yeah, Johnny Cash, and all them played in, and all the like the big uh, uh, country music singers like today all have like their signature bars there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like Dirk's Bentley bar. I wish I could remember the name of it, but Dirk's Bentley's bar was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was like the first bar I went to. Like I said, I'm going there first, so we went there and it was cool and it and it was interesting because they have. Uh, they're multi-levels. They're like three stories. Wow. And sometimes they're four stories. I want to... S- three or four stories. But anyway... <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, on the roof, there's always a roof bar. Yeah. So when each floor has its own bar and its own stage... So the very first floor is where the real good musicians play. Okay. And then the second floor is next level. Down, and then so on and so forth to get to the top. Uh, <laughs> it's like and the, at the worst top, of the worst. Well, at the top, the band's really good too. So. Oh, right. Yeah, so I don't know... How they actually figure that out, but yeah. but yeah, really good time. Uh, my wife and I and another couple we hang out with a lot. We uh, they had to drive to Georgia to uh, go visit a family member or whatever, and and they're like, "Well, we're driving back. Maybe we should meet somewhere." And so my wife's like, "Oh, let's meet in Nashville." So it was cool. like a really short notice trip, and I Impromptu was like, "Impromptu is what they call it." Oh yeah, and I, it? yeah, and I'm like, "Nashville, yeah, let's do that. When are we doing that? Oh, this weekend. Okay." Yeah, had, sweet. Yeah, we ended up going for a week. It was a very, very one of the funnest trips I probably have done. Yeah, you know, you know, ver, uh, you know, opposed to going to Florida, which we like to go to Florida too. I like to Florida. You can have a lot of fun in Florida. Now, I used I went to Florida a lot when I was younger because yeah. um, obviously I went and checked out the parks. Oh yeah, Disney and stuff. And my grandmother lived in Florida for while she was alive. Um, but somewhere I need to go is Austin, Texas. Cause well, my brother lives out there. Right. And I really want to go out there and check it out. Kind of yeah, seems like it's a, that's the hit, scene. the hit place, the hit place right now. Well, you know, Austin always was the music city anyways. Like when I was growing yeah. up, I always used to watch Austin city limits. Oh yeah. Yeah. On PBS. It was a music show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was obviously in Austin. It but, just kind of like showcase new artists. Uh, new and old, new and old. Yeah. New and old. Nice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Really cool. Used to be on. I want to say you always could see it on the weekends, like on Channel Eleven or something like that. Mm. You know, on a PBS channel, right? But uh, by getting back to New Orleans, uh, always wanted to check that out because it's very mysterious to me. Yeah, you know, I got well, the whole voodoo thing, the voodoo. witchcraft thing. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, folklore associated with New Orleans and uh, the cool graveyards because they bury everybody above the ground there. Because the water table's so high. Did you know New Orleans is built on, like, on the ocean, like on a swamp? Yeah, isn't it kind of like 
below sea level. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, I because that's, that's why, why they had all the flooding problems during hurricane. When the Katrina. levees broke and the pumps, yeah, I guess there's yeah. there's pumps that pump out the water continuously. Okay. Yeah. That just doesn't seem like a, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's odd. Doesn't that, seem like a good uh, direction to build a city on. No, I want to. Well, I want to say they. F- I mean, obviously it was more than this, but they filled it up with like bales of hay. Like they used bales of hay in earth. Yeah. They or, just threw bales of hay. In yeah. The ocean. Well, actually, isn't New Orleans? Uh, don't they have Lake? Uh, is it Lake? What's the lake? Oh my God! I can't believe I can't remember that. It's not. It's uh, the big lake right there in New Orleans. I have no idea. I don't know New Orleans that well. Oh my God! You're gonna look it up. Yes, I gotta look it up. All right. Well, if you do, I did go to this cool. We we went to like some voodoo store, right? And they told us to um, just walk in. And I, I forget somewhere in the French Quarter. We walked into this voodoo store, and they were like, "Oh, like if you go to this certain bar." And you tell and, and go up to the bartender and tell them that the vampire sent you. We're like, oh, okay. They're like, yeah, just do it. You won't, you won't regret it. So we're like, okay, cool. So we go to the bar. We walk in, go up to the bartender, and he's like, we're like, vampire sent us. He's like, oh, okay. Go like go to this wall, and behind that sign, there's a secret door, and so it's like you can't see it. It's hidden. And you go and you like open the door and you walk up these different flights of stairs. Then way up at the top, um, overlooking the street, there was a secret uh, vampire absinthe bar. Oh. Yeah, and it was very low key. There was only, I think, two, two, like four other people, in- including us, in the the secret speakeasy bar. And they, all it was was absinthe and they made like all these really fancy drinks and you got to see them like prepare the absinthe with like the, the drip sh- with the sugar cube the, sh- the sugar cube yeah. and the drip and the water drip and the flame and stuff like that it was really cool yeah didn't they outlaw absinthe for a long time they did yeah but i think it's i think it's now legal yeah but i think this is a different like i don't think this is like like full boat absinthe well absinthe there's like the there's the kind that has the hallucinogen in it which is like woodworm or something like that and then there i don't know if that's the right word it's something worm or green worm or woodworm but then there's the other absinthe which doesn't have the hallucinogen in it hmm. it's like kind of like a mock absinthe i think i would like the hallucinogenic one better right well apparently the the hallucinogenic one now is is legal i heard probably Be- only in certain amounts maybe i don't know well because i went to the <clears throat> local speakeasy a little while ago, I don't know if you know of it. Yeah, I know of it. I've never been there, but I know what you're where you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, and they served me absinthe, and I asked them. I was like, "Is this the the you know hallucinating one?" They were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's legal now." So I don't know. It, I don't know if they knew what they were talking about. I never know what I'm talking about. Just words coming out of my mouth. So it's Lake Pontchartrain. Pontchartrain. Yeah. Cool. That was one of my first guests, but then I thought Okeechobee, no, because Okeechobee's in Florida. Okeechobee? Okeechobee. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just like Pontchartrain. So New Orleans is like, I got the lake on one one side and then the ocean on the other. So, I mean, it's basically surrounded by water. Yeah. But the French had filled that in to make a port. They filled all that in. like With uh, hay? 
<laughs> yeah, hay and earth and freaking whatever else they could get in there. Shred. Yeah, t- to make more land more usable. You know, they did the same thing in Boston. Mm. Yeah, Boston was built on the ocean also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, went to Boston this last weekend. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was very cool. What'd you do? You said you were telling me you went to some kind of restaurant. But. Yeah. So so I really like like uh, Asian food. I like uh, obviously Chinese food, but I like Japanese food mm-hmm. and Thai food and all that. Sushi. Uh, oh, yeah. Really? I don't like sushi. Oh, no. I love sushi. I do not like sushi. Yeah, I know. I love sushi. And uh, so uh, when my wife was last in Florida, they went to this uh, Shabu restaurant. And, Shabu. Yeah, it's called Shabu. Is and, it? And what it is is you sit at your table, and they and you have uh, you know you sit across from your partner or whoever, and then in the middle there's like a burner, like a like a little hot plate or whatever. Oh, it's like hot pot. And it's it's exactly what it is, hot pot. Okay, yeah, it's hot pot. You want to describe what that is, or do you think people know what it is? No, I'll describe it real quick because okay. uh, I had an idea of what it was, but I had never been, okay. so I didn't know what to expect or how to even do it. So I just observed. It's wicked good. Oh my god. Yeah, it was awesome. So, so it's uh, so you sit and you got a uh, a burner in the middle of your table, and they bring out you know you can pick your uh, whatever you want for your broth, right? And they we have like spicy. Oh medium. my god! So we got spicy Szechuan. Oh, did you? Yeah, I'll never get that again. <laughs> well, the spicy part is good because uh, we eat hot food like all the time. Like my wife cooks, everything is like flaming, like burn your lips right off food, right? And your butthole. And your butthole the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, what's cool is it's the big pot that comes out and it's like split in half. So mm. one, so you could try two different types of broth. But for whatever stupid reason, we <laughs> we both decided to get spicy Szechuan. Well, I didn't know how much they were bringing. The bowl was huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. You're supposed to load those things up too. Yeah. So food. S- yeah. So... Uh, so anyways, but what really kind of turned me off about it was it had so many spices and things in it and uh, ground peppercorns that kind of, if you, uh, you know, they give you the ladle and they give you one that's like a, uh, like a strainer type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you were still getting, so, so some of the food was a little gritty tasting. Yeah. And that just kind of turned me off a little bit, but that's okay. I just, you know, the next plate I just used, you know, the strainer made sure I didn't get any grit in it, but. So we got the prime rib, and it's and, and what they do is they bring you meat, and it's so thinly sliced. I mean, it's very, very thinly sliced. Oh, I know, Ron. So we got the prime rib, we got chicken, and we got shrimp, and you just put that all in there. And I mean, and it's boiling. Oh, yeah. And then they bring you out this whole plate of vegetables. My ve- vegetables are my favorite. Oh, yeah. So I, there was stuff in there, different mushrooms I've never heard. It had shiitakes in there, too. Yeah. But they had another weird mushroom in there. Hey, I, and I'm willing to try anything. Like, I'm a big guy. I like to eat. So I'll try, and I like that kind of food. So I filled my bowl up, and I'll tell you what. It was so good. Yeah. No, oh, it, my God. It was so good. And I don't know. It Did uh, the place you went, was it like buffet style? No, no, no. Oh, it wasn't. Oh no, they waited right on your table. No, I mean, I mean, was it like endless food? Uh well, no, we couldn't even touch what we had. They this place. Yeah, I'll, I'll even give you the name. It it was called. Uh, it, they have a small, uh, like a small chain of them in Boston. Okay, actually, the one we went to was in Cambridge, but you know, Cambridge. I mean, is, is Boston, right? Yeah, I mean. So, uh, uh, and, and it was uh, called Shabu in Maine. 
Okay. And Maine was spelled M-E-I-N. Yeah. Like uh, low Maine, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, no, very, very good. Uh, and it was a big surprise for my birthday because my birthday was last week. And my wife wanted to take, you know, because we celebrate our birthdays together, being a bunch of friends. Because mm-hmm. uh, my buddy Tom, his birthday, same day as mine. And our friend Rita, who was one of the couple that went with us to Shabu, her birthday's the day before us. So nice. every year for like the last 12 years, we've always celebrated our birthdays together. But uh, but they wanted to just take me to go do something cool, you mm-hmm. know, me and Rita. So we uh, so we did that, and it was it was really good. Like I would definitely do it again. Yeah. I wouldn't get the spicy Szechuan broth no. though. Well, you gotta what we what I usually do when I go with my friends is we get one. Well, where of do each. you go to hot pot? I forget the name of it. We I've in been, New Hampshire? I, no, no. I've so I've only gone. I've gone to a place in Cambridge. I don't know if it's that place. And then I've gone to another one in, it's in Chinatown in Boston. Um, but we usually do, the one we like to go to, it's it's like endless food. You can basically just keep getting plates and plates if you want. Um, but we always get like one spicy bowl and then another like just regular non-spicy. Like a misu or something like yeah, that. Just yeah, just like, you know, you don't, it doesn't hurt when you eat it, but. Oh, yeah. Hot Pot's wicked good. And you always just end up... I always just get the meat sweats. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. That prime rib was awesome. Well, they got chicken. They got prime rib. They got weird... They got, like, seafood, too, if you like it. Like, octopus in some places. Oh, no. They had squid. Like, I, you don't oh, eat yeah. squid? No, no. Oh, because squid, if it's done right, it's very good. Beef, chicken, pork, some fish. But, um... And... Oh, quail eggs. Oh, have you ever had a quail egg? No, no, but I would try it. Yeah, they're yeah. weird, but not bad. But no. Small, right? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Pop pot's wicked good. So it was a cool experience. I like to do new things. You know, I like to try new things and stuff like that. That's why I really want to go to New Orleans. That's on my list of things to do. Yeah, yeah. I got to start traveling too. Yeah. Because I'm going to actually be able to, I'm going to have like, with my new job, like four weeks a year. I was really shocked when you told me that. I was too. Because I just started out, too. Usually yeah. it's like you get two weeks after a first year or something like that a week when you first start. Do you think it's because the field that you're in has a high rate of burnout? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, you work with a lot of difficult clients. Um, the whole agency, you work with difficult clients, behavioral, um, obviously mental health on, on some departments. So you have to kind of, they, they highly, this is like one of the first companies that I've ever worked at that's had this good of benefits and PTO, um, as well as they encourage you to take time off. Like they want you to take time off and they'll actually like remind you, be like, Hey, you know, you have a lot of time. You need to take some. Yeah, no, Which that's good. Awesome. I really, I really, I know the company. I mean, obviously, we're not going to say any names here, right. but I know the company that that hired you, and uh, yeah, they're very good at what they do. Yeah, yeah it's a big, big company. Oh too. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised. I yeah. knew it was big, but I didn't know it was that big. And yeah, so I don't know. I started this week; it's going well. One of my sister in laws actually works there. That's why I know about it. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I started this week; it's going well. I'm still getting in the swing of things, but. Yeah. I think I like it. You didn't even text me to tell me that you were starting work. I've been telling you not for weeks, know. Ron, not the 20th. Know. Well, you said it was contingent on something. Well, that's true as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess technically I still, I'll just say, they have a COVID vaccine policy mandate, which 
is not good. I don't agree with it, but you can fill out exemption forms, both medical and religious. So I filled out religious one, but it has to be approved. So I'm still kind of waiting on that. Fingers crossed. I don't think you'll have any problem. I don't think it will either. Cause I, I did some research and studied up and had some good, uh, some good religious. Right. But you know what? In all seriousness, besides the religious thing, like you firmly believe in what you're, what you're stating in your exemptions. Oh yeah. I agree with everything. Yeah, no, it says. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, just the fact that they call it a religious exemption, I think is kind of, maybe they should just, maybe they should just say, uh, give us a reason why you feel as though you should be exempt from our policy. Now, why does it have to be religious? I don't know. Cause I think it, it that is, it's based on morals. Yeah. But by law, well, that's true. It's there's the certain act that only al- allows for religious and medical exemptions if there is a COVID or if, if there is a vaccine mandate. It's like a, a very specific law. So it's kind of like if a company chooses to do that, then those are the only routes you have to get out of it. Medical or religious exemption in this state. Now, for California and New York and New York, they I don't think they allow religious or medical. Okay, so I was just going to bring that up. So, you know, that they're coming out with all these new mandates in New York, right? Right. And now, and funny enough, we were just in Boston this weekend. Boston mayor comes on the news uh, Monday. I want to say it was Monday or Tuesday. And she says uh, that Boston is going into that, too. You're not going to be allowed to go into any indoor venue Unless you can prove uh, uh, vaccination, your vaccination status. Can you even? It's do not it? testing. No, 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 nothing. So no, great. Now no I can't go to Boston. No. Well, that's what I said. I can't go to Boston. I can't and go to I New York love City. going to. I love Boston. I enjoy going to Boston. Of course, and then on occasion I work there, and I got this new big big project they want me to do in South Boston. Uh, but I'll be working. That'll be kind of an outside thing, so I don't think it'll be a problem. But, but I want to tell them right off. I mean, I mean, they they're not even going to do this project if I'm not willing to do this project for them. Like, if I'm not interested in doing this project, they're going to abandon that project. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I'm not making that up. Yeah. So if I tell them, listen, uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. They'll probably be like, yeah, don't worry about it. You'll be all right. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sucks. Well, cause... it's in Southie, so, you know, Southie has its own rules. Yeah, that is a whole other animal. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know. Boston's obviously a great city, but I used to really love going to New York City, like, to visit friends for a couple of days or weekends. Yeah, I or used to do that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. and it's a great city, really fun, expensive as all hell. You'll spend $4 in the matter of a minute. I mean, $400 in the matter of a minute. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I said $4. But, no, it's a great city, and it's just, like, now you have all these, you got to show your vaccine passport papers. It's you know, I wonder how long it's going to take for the for them people. Because I know, you know, New Yorkers are hardcore. Bostonians are hardcore. Right. I wonder how long it's going to take for that for that pushback to come. Well, you Now, maybe not so much in Cambridge because Cambridge is very hoity-doity. Are they? Cambridge? Yeah. Yeah, that's where Harvard is and all them other <laughs> MIT... MIT and all them other liberals. MIT. No, I'm saying it's, it's a liberal. It's a liberal haven. Yeah. Cambridge is. Cambridge no, is very nice. It is very nice. Um, yeah. 
Well, I do know that. Well, New York has had some pushback for sure. Protest. So has uh, Boston, and there weren't there just recently people that were getting arrested in New York uh, at a, like an Applebee's. Was they, that in New York? I think it was. They went into an Applebee's and without a passport. Yeah, and yeah. they sent in paddy wagons, and they refused to leave, and they got arrested, which is insane to me. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah, like they came in like SWAT. Craziness. I yeah. know that's ridiculous, but to not talk about COVID, let's get to some something better. The weather, and it falls right in line with what we're talking about tonight. It's been snowing, people. Yeah, it's been snowing in New Hampshire, snowing in New England, and also today it was rainy and icy. And icy. Did you see all the wrecks this morning? I didn't. <laughs> Did oh my you? god! They shut down ninety three. They shut down three ninety three. I can only imagine. I mean, I was sliding around a little bit, but not much. Yeah. And I made sure to drive extra careful. Well, they canceled school and they don't do that a lot up here. Yeah. Especially not. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, they never canceled school, but I think now it's more of a liability issue, right? They don't want to be liable for the buses. Right. Yeah. Like if they slide off the road and the kids get hurt. Oh my God. Could you imagine the lawsuits? (laughs) Oh, from all the angry parents. If a bus crash. I'd be like, ah, did the kid get hurt? No, she's fine. Okay, it's good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. These are the hazards of living in in a place like we live, right? So I'm just um, bracing for the deep snow and the deep winter because it hasn't hit yet, but it will. Okay, so I have a theory on that. It will. The the deep winter? No, no. Let's not talk about dark winter yet. I do want to touch on that, though. No, I wasn't talking about I'm just talking about deep winter. Okay, so... Like when it's like negative 15. Yeah, but we like don't get into that till the end of January. Of like like end of January or February. I know. That's why I said that's I'm like bracing it for it. That's super cold. And it's coming. Yeah. Because this winter is like nice. You have the holidays. It's not too cold. Christmas spirit, presents... Christmas trees, you know, it's lovely. There's New Year's to look forward to and some pretty snow to go along with all the decorations. The, the snow does make it prettier. It does. Yeah, no, the snow. I mean, everybody wants to have a white Christmas. If you're going to be in New England, you got to have a white Christmas. And, and it does make your decorations outside look really cool. Right. Yeah, instead makes, of like the, the dead, like dead grass and the trees with no leaves on them and everything is just kind of blah and dreary looking. You know, one of the coolest things the snow makes look good. <laughs> that sentence was fucked up, worded weirdly. Yeah. Um, but no, if you go into like the deep woods or the deep forest with fresh snow. Oh, yeah. Looks amazing. Yeah. And it smells. The air is so crisp and clean. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but uh, it's been, you know, we've been lucky so far. Like it's been really... Uh, Kind of warm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Noah, Noah and the Weather Channel said that we are uh, going to be having an above average uh, temperature winter, which we've been having pretty consistently uh, because it's because of the La Nina. It's either La Nina or El Nino. Oh, like the wind? Well, like or? the uh, ocean temperature out there in oh, the Pacific, yeah. Right. Yeah, it has a lot to do with what we get for weather because the jet stream goes right over us, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, but, uh, but we're used to like weird weather here anyways. Yeah, I but, mean, it's coming though. Winter is coming. Okay, so here's my theory. Check this out. <laughs> Just an observation from being, you know, in this area for 50 plus years. 
Damn, you're old. When I was a kid, we had a lot of snow, like like stupid amounts of snow, like way more snow than we get now, like way more. And I have figured out like in the last 10 years, right? Like if we get early snow, like, I mean, we've gotten huge storms, like even on Halloween. And we always used to always get snow uh, around Thanksgiving. We'd always get a big Thanksgiving storm, uh, almost like clockwork. I mean, we had one Thanksgiving storm probably... Uh, seven or eight years ago that knocked the power out for over a week and that destroyed everybody's Thanksgiving. But the ice storm. Yeah, the ice storm. Yeah. Usually we get big ice storms in January, right? When we get the January thaw. Ice is brutal. Yeah, ice is real bad. Like I'll take I'll take a freaking two feet of snow or a three feet of snow in a blizzard over ice any day of the week. But check this check this out. If we get snow early, like if we get a lot, if we get a big storm in October, a big storm in November, you know, mid mid December, usually after New Year's, we don't get anything. Hmm. And if we don't get any snow leading up to New Year's, we get hammered on the other side. Hmm. Is that your theory? Yeah, no, it's pretty accurate too. Because okay, so look at last year, right? On December 18th, which is the same day we just got our storm, we were supposed to get four to eight inches, and we ended up getting three. <laughs> like, that's what we got. Like, and I live up in elevation. Like, where my house is, it's up in elevation. So, you're talking about this past one. Yeah, the one we just got, not yeah. the ice storm today. Yep. But yep. the one we just got last weekend. Yep. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had gone to Boston on Saturday and we drove home in the snowstorm. Uh, which wasn't bad because it still hadn't gotten quite cold yet. It's risky so, business. So, Ron. oh, I know, risky but the yeah, I, I said no. We're going to Boston. I don't care what the weather does. We're shipping off to yeah. Boston. So, uh, well, so anyways, well. yeah. So we'll we're gonna see what happens. But uh, we only ended up getting three feet. Uh, yeah, three feet, three inches of snow. <laughs> uh, so last year on December eighteenth is when we got that three feet of snow. Remember that. Yes, because my car was buried. Yeah, I mean, Pretty it was sure brutal. It. it was brutal. We got so much snow. And, and uh, actually, I think it was December 17th because we were leaving on the 18th to go to Florida for Christmas. And uh, and I remember having to plow and shovel and dig out all day. Uh, all right. Worked until probably 8 o'clock at night. We went out and got a quick bite to eat in town. And uh, I think we had to get up at 4 o'clock the next morning. That was rough. Woof. That was rough. But. Midweek the following week, it got up to 70 degrees here. Oh, yeah. And all the snow melted, like all of it melted. Which was good. Yeah, which was good, except for uh, I didn't have a white Christmas last year. Mm. And uh, so, so, but but look what we got for snow in January, February, and March. Almost right. nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing. Because we had that great big huge storm, and that, and that was it. That was like the big blowout of the winter. It was, and... Dude, my boss is such a Nazi. My old boss that she she didn't call work off that day. So I tried to get in my car to move it, but couldn't get it out because it was so snowy. You park on the street, right? Right. And then so the plows came by and basically just buried you my car got plowed in and it took me like two and a half and your road like where your house is is out behind the college yeah and that's a pretty narrow road yeah where your house is so where the hell did they put the snow i mean they even during in my driveway well during snow emergency (laughs) do you can you still park on the road so it's at midnight is when it goes into effect so you kind of at like before midnight 
you're supposed to move your car. But if it's snowing a lot and you get stuck, then well, you can't it's kind of hard that, right? to do. Yeah, I didn't know where the hell you would even put your car. Uh, well, I have a lot of com- uh, spaces, parking spaces up the street. Oh, okay. Yeah, where I, where I usually move my car. But that storm was just so bad. I mean, my driveway took me like six hours to shovel out. And I couldn't even shovel out the very, very end because it was just like a snowbank. Could you imagine shoveling my driveway? No. Well, you probably have a plow and a truck. No, but could you imagine having to shovel my driveway? Hey, if you want to hire me to do that. (laughs) My driveway is insane. Yeah, I know. Yours is very long. (laughs) I leaf blew it. Yeah, yeah. But But anyway, so that's my theory on winter. Like, Like, I don't know. Like, right now, we've only got a couple of little storms. Yeah. I mean, because we got snow a little while back and it melted right off like next day. Yeah. It's coming, Ron. Yeah. It's coming for us all. Actually, we got snow uh, Thanksgiving week. We did, yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because they were still crushing cars. Do you remember that really bad ice storm? Probably, I want to say close to 20 years ago. Um, It was a really bad ice storm. And like, I don't know which towns, but I know New London. You know New London, right? Oh, yeah. I know New London was declared. I must have been like nine or ten. New London was declared like a disaster area. Yeah, like state of emerging uh, state of emergency kind of zone. So like it was so bad in New London that no one was allowed in. And if you left for any reason, you couldn't come back. You couldn't go back. in, Even if you live there. Yeah. Yeah. Like craziness. No, we get ice storms here in New Hampshire that are crazy because you got to remember, right? All the trees are frozen. Right. And which makes them real brittle. And then all that ice comes down on them tree limbs, and it just it breaks them. It breaks the tree limbs, and then the tree limbs come down, and they hit the power lines. They right. take them out because they're covered in ice and all brittle. Oh yeah, total you got, you, mess. You got branches in the road. Yeah, you do not want you do not want to have to endure a New England ice storm. Trust me on that. Take snow. I'll take snow all day long. Take At least you snow. can plow snow. You yep. can plow it. You can shovel it. You can get it out of your way. You can clean your car off. You can do whatever. Burn it with a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be interesting. But but I understand that we're going into the dark winter. So, uh, and, dark, uh, and, and a lot of us, apparently, winter. according to Joe Biden, are going to die. So we're going to have a winter of illness and darkness and death. I mean, the Omicron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we don't need to talk about that. Let's talk about the real reason we're here tonight. Well, I want to say one thing about Omicron that we can move on. Okay. Right now, they're saying <laughs> that Omicron is accounting for seventy-six percent of the new case of the cases, right? Okay. Well, two weeks ago, Delta was almost that. So they where did the Delta? It. Where did the Delta cases go? I don't know. Well, they probably went wherever the flu goes. Maybe they went to Florida. Back into the USB drive. Stick yeah, that yeah, they back, came from. yeah, back into the narrative. <laughs> yeah, so we won't hear anything about Delta anymore. We're going to hear about Omicron. That's the big one now. All right. But so anyways, yeah. So fuck the COVID. Let's get. So off the let's COVID. get to the real reason we are here tonight, joined in this session of speaking. Let us talk about the Yule Tide, Father Christmas. The, the holidays. The Wicked Planet Christmas special. The Wicked Planet Candy Cane Reefs Presents episode. The mistletoe belt buckles. Mistletoe. That's why that mistletoe's up? No, mistle, mistletoe. You're supposed to kiss underneath the mistletoe. Yeah, is remember? that why you hung that one up above me? <laughs> no, but that's why most Is that why were, we're alone? There's no yeah, guests tonight, Ron? Well, that's what I'm saying. Where's uh, Agent J? Yeah, but could you, if you, you imagine if you had a mistletoe belt Someone buckle? 911. That'd what? be interesting. Have a what? Mistletoe belt buckle. 
Wow. You just, <laughs> you see, you always amaze me, Ron. You just come up with these schemes and it's always some, in some manner to get your wiener touched. Back when I was under the tutelage of Ron Jeremy. Tutelage. That sounds sexual in itself. I'm going to tutelage all over the place. What does tutelage even mean? Tutelage. When somebody's tutoring you, you're under their tutelage. Seriously, you don't know that? I bet you wish I was under your tutelage, Ron. <laughs> You'd want to be under my tutu. You sick freak. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about Christmas because Christmas is, hey, it's in tomorrow's Christmas. No, tomorrow's not Christmas Eve. Friday's Christmas Eve. Well, by the time you get this episode, it might be. It might be, yeah. yeah. So Christmas is uh, three days away. I just thought that Christmas would be a cool subject to talk about. It's our first Christmas here at the Wicked Planet. And yes. I forgot Buckley's present that I got him. I need to get you one. You don't need to get me nothing. May, and you might just get one next year because I'm kind of broke. So, <laughs> But it's the thought that counts. Or maybe I'll get you like a something for like a dollar. I actually got you something really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, and we can thank our friend Lala Beams for that. Thank you, Lala. And uh, so... Uh, so there's a lot of cool things about Christmas. Like we all know Christmas as, you know, oh, you know, Santa Claus and the elves and the elf on the shelf and the Americanized, the Americanized version of Christmas. And everybody, you could give people gifts and, and things like that. But you put a, up, and you put up your Christmas tree, but your presents, what are the canes. actual, yeah. What are the actual roots of Christmas? And listen. We're not going to be 100% on on this. So like, oh, like, I am. Like, we just did some research, like, quick, like, and uh, I know a lot of old uh, Viking stories uh, about Christmas and things like that and the Roman stories. So we're just going to touch on a few. We're going to try and make a little fun episode. Well, and the dark side of Christmas, too. Well, it's all pretty freaking dark. There's a lot of blood and eating of children and demons from hell that kidnap children and blood sacrifice them. I could not believe and cookies. I couldn't and cookies and cookies and cookies. Uh, you know, I was really surprised to see how much actually uh, human, uh, not just uh, animal sacrifice, but human sacrifice was involved. Yeah, it comes in, up a lot. And what they, uh, you know, what was the, what was initially was like the solstice festivals, right? Right. Like December, we just had the solstice yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, today's Wednesday, December 22nd. Am I right on that? Quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Is it officially winter? Yes. Yes, because after the solstice. The solstice the solstice is, is the longest, darkest day of the year. I mean, excuse me, shortest and darkest day of the year. Yes. For, and now this this uh, signifies the rebirth. When is the official, the official first day of uh, winter? On the winter solstice. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I just want to double check. Yeah. Because, yeah. So Christmas, where should we start? Krampus? Yeah. Elves? Krampus comes a little later. The very, very beginning? Yeah, let's go with the very, let's go with, well. The origins? Well, the origin of Christmas supposedly started in the year 336. B.C.? No, A.D. <laughs> I'm just joking. A.D. Uh, which I always used to think was after death. <laughs> After Christ died. What does it actually stand for? Uh, it's actually... Oh, no. B.C.E. is before the Common Era. I don't know what A.D. stands for. Ass and dick. 
No. Let's uh, all right. No, just start out with just start out with one, and we'll just see how it rolls. <laughs> Which ones did you look into? Well, I mean, I just looked into some very general stuff, like how there's this whole narrative or conspiracy theory story that Santa Claus actually is Satan. True. Disguised, and that's why he's wear he wears red. Let's look at the similarities. Right, he wears red. Um, he his name itself, Sa- Santa, can be rearranged into Satan. And lots of people. Oh, the the uh, the word claws in Old English means hoofed claw. Hoofed claw. Hoofed claw in Old English. So people think that Santa Claus or Satan dis- is disguising himself as Santa Claus to basically, you know, um, distract people away from the birth of Christ, and. That he's really there to do that, and his name is Santa Hoofclaw. Interesting. I mean, sorry, Satan Hoofclaw. That's who it really is. Yeah, no, I did see somewhere. I actually heard that story before that that Santa was actually Satan because look at all the similarities. Right. Right. He's dressed in red. Right. Where I think Satan is actually just red, and uh, but uh, he's all knowing. He's all seeing. He can see everything you do. Right. And what does Santa Claus do? He likes children. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Don't, don't, don't. So, and if you're bad, what is Satan? No, I don't know. That's enough. I pretty do a good job there. I got another one I'm good at, too. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And why is Mr. Grinch green? Because uh, he ate a lot of avocados. Uh, I was going to say he was part weed. Okay, so finish telling us a story about uh, the Santa and uh, Satan. Well, that's kind of it. <laughs> he is Satan, and he's here to basically, you know, D- degrade but did, but Christian Satan, faith in the belief of Christ being born and stuff right, like but that. Was it Satan that took the kids down into hell? Oh, well, there's that? a lot of weird creatures yeah. that are um, kind of folklore, lore, conspiracy theorists that, that Santa might be. And a lot of that has to do with him like stealing the children, eating the children, bringing them back to his lair, you know, kidnapping them, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that would be a good thing to scare kids into actually being good because, you know, you can always, like a kid, you can stop them dead in their tracks. Right. Like you start getting close. I mean, if, if you if you, if if you you threaten a kid that Santa's not going to bring anything like in June, well, they ain't going to give a shit. Right. But you start getting into October, November, and the kids are acting up, and you let them know that Santa's watching you, you're going to be on the naughty list. You want that Hot Wheels, Johnny. Yeah. You better stop throwing your peas. <laughs> Santa Claus isn't going to get Oh, they'll straighten right out. What? They'll straighten right out. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Unfortunately, yeah. my daughter's too young for that. Yeah, this is her first Christmas? Second. Oh, that's right, because she was a real baby baby. Right. So I yeah. can't use that yet. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to use that later. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that and a tooth fairy. 
Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the stories that I thought was really cool, of course, is the Krampus story, mm. which I know a lot of uh, a lot of other shows that talk about Krampus. Like Krampus is a cool subject. He's wicked cool. Yeah. So Krampus is the goat-headed, part goat, part man, or part uh, beast. Uh, he's like a Satan. demon. Yeah, right? he's like a demon. Definitely. Got the big goat horns. Yeah, he's creepy. But he would, but what he, and, and that comes from uh, Germany, right? Isn't it Germany? It's either Germany or like Swedish or something. Uh, I think it's German. It probably is German. Yeah, I think it's German. So, or Austrian or something like that. So Krampus is actually, he's supposed to work with Santa Claus. Works with Santa and, or actually St. Nick. Right. He's Old like St. Nick, which is not to be confused with St. Nicholas, who we're going to talk about. Yeah. But Krampus basically <laughs> is like Santa Claus's counterpart where Santa Well, he travels Claus, with him. He's his helper. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, but he's like the opposite. Santa Claus, you know, gives all the gifts to all the good children. And Krampus basically <laughs> takes the bad children into his lair. And then who knows? Well, this is. A, well, you know them, the story about how Santa gave you up. coal? Like yeah. if you're a bad Santa, gave you a lump of coal, mm-hmm. which Bob Cratchit would have loved to have that extra piece of coal. Right. Because Scrooge on Christmas Eve allowed him one extra piece of coal. What a nice guy. That's Yeah. You know, Ebenezer Scrooge, he was. I think he gets a bad rap, honestly. Yeah. You know, I don't think he was any different than like, a lot of us. Actually. He's just trying to run a business. Right. Very, you know, very frugally. He's just trying to cut costs wherever he can. Right. And it's like, he's a terrible person. And he has to be visited by ghosts just because he's a decent man trying to make a living and run a business. Yeah, probably no different than Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos. Right, or Bill Gates. Or Bill Gates. Jeez. All right, so so Krampus would, would, would follow along. We'll just call him Santa. So Santa would go, you know, to give all the kids their little gifts. And if little Johnny or little Sally was bad, he would give them a lump of coal. So then Krampus would come in after, and he would see which kids got the coal in their stockings, and that kid, he would snatch them up, put them in his wicker basket that he had on his back, and he would take them down into the inner earth, Mm. down into his lair, down into hell, down into Hades. Mm -hmm. But I guess he only kept them for a month. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Maybe I'm getting my, uh, my stories mixed up. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, like, Krampus didn't eat all those kids. Yeah. And I think he just brought them down and he kept them down in his lair and probably just terrified them for a month. So when they came back, maybe next year they won't be little assholes. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe they'd be good because they don't want Krampus to come and get them. Right. Yeah. Have you I, seen the Krampus movie? No, but I want to. You should. It's good. Is it? I mean, it's not great, but it's like. Isn't kinda, there more than one? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of the newer one. Um it has, I forget the name of the, the well-known actor in it, but it's it's not like, you know, too scary or too gory. It's more of like a dark comedy kind of fun Christmas movie. Like Gremlins? Yeah, kind of. But it's Which is of, also a Christmas darker. movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah, and so was in Die Hard. Die Hard, yep. Yeah, for sure. So, so I like the whole Krampus story. That one was kind of cool. Right. But yeah. there's others, uh, like there's a, another narrative where like Santa Claus is a, he was a demon that would come around and, and just steal children. He would come down the chimney like he does. Um, he was a demon from hell, come down the chimney with his knapsack, steal children, and then take them back to his lair, kind of like Krampus, but wouldn't return them or just keep them. He would actually eat, eat them. 
do you think feast that, on the children? Do you think that's just a psyop that the elite pulled back then so they could kidnap kids and get away with it? Probably. They could blame it on Santa? Well, that's what I said. I, I, I brought this up before how Christmas is like, it's very, it's so kid orientated. And if you know kind of like the pagan um, root origins as well as like the worshipping of Saturn origins is all kind of relates back to that satanic side of the global. Oh, I think I think originally yeah. Christmas was like a celebration of like doing bad things. Well, yeah. And so like like what I said, all those pagan worship of Saturn origins kind of goes it fits into the globalist, you know, practices as well as like the you know naughty children are getting taken uh and just we're watching children it's just kind of creepy when you know the origins oh yeah no it's totally creepy yeah and and everything about christmas is pagan as far as i'm concerned well yeah right so what came what came first the pagan side of things or the worship of sat uh saturn well worship of saturn was way before that yeah that's what i thought because The globalists, Illuminati, are very f- focused on worshiping Saturn. Right. That's the planet that they worship. There's a whole bunch of stuff around it. There's uh, the, the Saturn worshiping cult and other things. But Christmas itself was uh, it was like a party or festival, basically, to worship this planet. All right. So when so when they, so in Rome, I want to say was it during Constantine? I forget who the emperor was. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, so, so there was it was a festival uh, which started on the solstice, mm-hmm. right? And it would go on for a week, and it was called Saturnalia. Saturn was the root of the word Saturnalia, and what it was was a big party, kind of one. I guess kind of like Mardi Gras. Everyone like, would get real drunk. Yeah, everybody got real ripped. And drink the blood of children. People would come in from the outlying towns, go into Rome. They would just party, party. Uh, and the other thing is, is like even like the poorest people would switch roles with the rich people. So everybody had equal, like equal rights, like like even the poor or what they call the fools would have good rights. And they were able to eat food that they would never be able to eat during the rest of the year. They would do animal sacrifices. And I understand, uh, of course, I've read a couple of different versions of it, but that there was actually human sacrifices to the gods. Oh, yeah. To, maybe to the god of Saturn. Yeah. And uh, during this festival, and they would bring prostitutes in. Nice. Uh, women <laughs> would be running around bare ass. Yes. Uh, all kinds of craziness. Lots and lots of drinking. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Sounds like a really good type. Orgies. Oh, nice. Yeah, which sounds like a really good time. I, I mean, mean, back what, in the day, I, mean, I couldn't do that. Is no, Christmas no. even really Christmas without an orgy? I don't know, but I think it would make things way more festive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could hang candy canes on things. Yep. Wreaths. Yep. Ah, uh, what else? You, you could, could hang mistletoe. Mistletoe off, your, off a woman's belly button. Nice. You could also wrap things in, in wrapping paper. <laughs> right. Right. But, but Saturnella was... Uh, uh, very interesting because it was like the whole, uh, and why I called it like Mardi Gras, it became obviously the party atmosphere, but what it was, was it was a celebration of, uh, of the end of the harvest and then going into the rebirth of the earth cycle. Mm. And, and that's where, uh, the solstice is right. The, the shortest 
darkest day of the year. And then from the from the solstice on, every day gets a little lighter, a little lighter. I think it was a minute a day. Uh, it's something like yes. that. It's like a minute a day yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where the days get lighter and lighter and lighter. And of course, when you hit the spring equinox, and you, typically that's when you change your clocks here, which is a stupid thing. They should just leave the clocks alone because uh, we know time is another construct from the elite. <clears throat> but anyway, so they would party for this whole week and uh, and it was all for the, the rebirth of the earth and the rebirth of the earth cycle. Yeah. But some crazy shit went on during that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, crazy. I think that would be a really good time personally like like if i live back then i would be into that <laughs> but but i don't know about the whole eating and and sacrificing people. well no i'm you know i'm not into that but but, <laughs> but well, hey, there was knows, they would, they would bring all these been. bulls in bring all these bulls in they would sacrifice the bulls yeah and then they would cook and eat the bulls yeah well, at least they're using the meat exactly but you know what yeah. i think is kind of interesting when you talk about the whole uh worshiping saturn and and Christmas was kind of around that in the in the very beginning and origins of it. Um, is that? Oh wait, no, never mind. Completely mix that up. Forget, forget that thought. Let's get back to your thing. <laughs> well, well, of course. What what was the story we were sold? Uh, about Santa Claus? No, about Christmas. Oh, uh, Christ was born on Christmas. Christ was born to the Virgin Mother. Yeah, right. Try to pull that off nowadays. And uh, and visited by the three wise men that brought frankincense and myrrh, well, whatever those are, and uh, and it was the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that is Christmas. Now I don't want to say anything blasphemous because you know I don't have a problem with religion. You know yeah. I, I don't have a problem with religion like at all, <clears throat> except or for that story. Really. Except for they hijacked the. Uh, different uh, kind of pagan rituals all over the world. And the and the, uh, the Catholic Church actually morphed that all into the Jesus birth story. Mm. And, and because you know they're saying that Jesus was actually probably born in like September sometime. Yeah. Wasn't really born on December 25th. Right. And, uh, and so, so they hijacked all that, used some of those rituals, and turned it into Christmas. Christ's Mass mm. is where, where Christmas comes from, uh, at least in the reading that I did. So, so I mean, this whole thing obviously is supposed to be a religious holiday. I want to say Ulysses S. Grant, when he was president, is the one that declared December 25th Christmas to be a national holiday in the United States. <clears throat> right. But I mean, uh, Christmas is celebrated all over the world. Yeah. You know, the, the, the uh, Christian version of of Christmas uh, because you know, it's, but, it, but it's funny how it coincides with like the Easter story, like, like, like the resurrection of Christ three days after his crucifixion. And it was the From rebirth. The cave, right? It was the rebirth and everything like that. Well, well, a lot of the Saturn worshipers, this is their premise, right? That, that the earth is reborn after the solstice and it goes through this whole cycle and things like that. There's a lot of similarities there. But it's just funny how, how all these little things could get hijacked, morphed, and changed to fit a certain narrative. Right. Well, like the Christmas tree, that's a pagan ritual. Yes. That's like, has nothing to do really. I mean, it does have everything to do with the modern uh, version of Christmas, but that is really a 
pagan ceremonial symbol, the Christmas tree. You know, wasn't it during, uh, there was somebody in England, I'm forgetting who it was, but anyways, he had, they had killed the king. Uh, Which king? I'm not sure. Oh. They killed him, and then what they did after that was they declared Christmas uh, against the law. Celebration Woof. of Christmas was against the law. Right. And, and only when they were defeated and a new king came, the king, the queen is the one that kind of brought Christmas back to England. Okay. Uh, and it was uh, celebrated by bringing evergreens into the house, decorating evergreens and things like that. And then uh, the whole evolution of how Christmas trees ended up getting the uh, ornaments on it. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, they were talking about the witches' bowls. Like, they would have these blown glass bowls that they would put herbs and things in and then hang in the windows and then hang on the Christmas trees to ward off witches. Oh, right. right. And then they would hang apples, actual apples from the trees. And then and then the red apples is what became the bulbs later, like the actual red ornaments that, yeah. that you have on your Christmas tree, right? So Filled it's weird blood. how all these little traditions all kind of got put together into this one thing like like bringing the christmas tree in the house like i thought i thought that was a viking thing but i might be wrong on that but uh but then we have uh the whole thing of uh like odin like the viking god odin yeah where he would uh come uh and go on this big hunt with all of his all of his helpers which were females and what we call elves today and things like that. Where the, And Odin used to ride an eight-legged horse and he would be dressed in red, if I'm not mistaken. And this is where Santa kind of got his image from. Hmm. And you notice, how many reindeer does Santa have? Six. No, eight. <laughs> Just joking. No, he has nine. Santa Claus has eight. You can't forget well, Rudolph. Does that make it the ninth? Yes, because yeah, he I lead, suppose it would because he he'd leads be up front, the right? sleigh through the, the yeah. storm. Yeah, come well, on, Ron. Well, after they no, they wouldn't let him in on any reindeer games. Well, yeah, that's because he was a loser at first, but then he was wicked cool because he gets that babe reindeer, and all the other reindeer are like, "Oh yeah, that I want a red nose now," and he moves up to the top like an alpha male and guides the sleigh. I mean, I like I like the old uh, the old Norse uh, re, uh, stories about you know what Christmas came from. But a lot of it was based on that big hunt that uh, the god Odin and all his, uh, I don't know, demons or whatever you want to call that, that flew with him on his horse with eight legs. And uh, and then all the other helpers all had black horses and they would go on a hunt and hunt for people that were bad or something like that. Sounds scary. Or Yeah, and they would replace like, like if you... Uh, lost an arm or lost a leg in a battle, then then they would bring they would those would be replaced with the people They're, that they hunted. Yeah, I guess or something weird That's like creepy. that. But that also kind of fits into the globalist, you know, human hunting side oh of my things. God, yeah. Because that's also something that's you know you know what's weird about the whole Odin in in uh, in flying around like during the solstice, uh, which is really cool, is that if you saw it, if you saw them, the hunting party. It was supposed to be bad luck for the crops the following year. Mm. So technically, if nobody saw it, that meant you were going to have a good year for your crops. How could nobody see it? Well, exactly. That's why it's a myth, right? I mean, somebody had to see it. But I guess if you saw it, they came and got you. If you saw it, they came and got you. Brought you to hell. That whole human, that sounds really, you know, similar to the 
globalist elites human hunting because that's a practice that has been i guess speculated or some people will swear up and down as true that they human oh, i gotta believe that's true on you know large properties that they own that are hundreds if not thousands of acres so hey maybe that is where it derived from there's a small miniseries that I want to say it's on the Roku channel where one of the main characters is that Christoph Waltz, the uh, German actor that played in Django. Uh, and he also was uh, Hans Landa in uh, Inglorious Bastards. He was the, the Jew hunter. Anyway, oh, he, right, play, right, he right. plays this executive where if you're terminally ill or whatever you need money you would go to this business and they would say okay you're going to be uh human prey and it's going to be a series of people hunting hunting you and you know a lot of rules attached to it and if you survive well then you get this big payout at the end yeah i forget uh i want to say it's called the deadliest game really cool miniseries it's no only idea. like six or seven episodes it's on Roku. I want to say it's on Roku channel. Yeah, I'll have to check yeah, it cool. out. Yeah, cool, cool movie. Yeah, uh, but anyways, yeah. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of death surrounded with Christmas, like originally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like there was a uh, another story how there was, and, and I want to say they said it was Saint Nicholas, but I'm not absolutely sure if it was that had gone to this inn in uh, at night, you know, to find a place to stay. And he discovered that the innkeeper had was killing, kidnapping children and killing them. And he was pickling them in barrels down in his cellar. Tasty. And, uh, well, it's probably like pork hocks, how they do pork hocks or pig's feet. Yeah, sounds good. So anyways, so this saint had gone in there, found the children, and was able to resurrect the children, bring them back to life. Now, is that business... Now, today, known as McDonald's. Oh, boy. Is that what the conspiracy theory is? Oh, there's a huge conspiracy theory about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that one rabbi, I forget his name, was telling the whole story about that. Yeah. Of how how they would sacrifice sacrifice the people, and then they would cut them up into uh, burgers, into sausage, and then feed it back to the the Gentiles. Well, you know, uh, mincemeat pies used to, the old folklore was that they were filled with human meat and flesh really? yeah based around christmas oh so tell me that story i don't that's all i really know really is that like the on christmas that's what used to be the filling in mincemeat pies man stay away from the mincemeat <laughs> <laughs> look it's just it's inevitable at some have point, you ever had french pork pie i haven't but i'm gonna say it's inevitable at some point in your life you're just gonna have to eat human flesh or we probably already have <laughs> probably well, you already have human flesh in your vaccine. Right. Right? Aborted fetus tissue. Human DNA. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's bad. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, you know, being in New Hampshire, we're close to Quebec. Quebecois. And one of the traditions that obviously was brought down into New Hampshire, it's kind of a New Hampshire tradition now, is the Christmas pork pie, which is like a hmm. minced meat with pork and beef. And onions and all kinds of cool seasonings made with a regular pie crust. And oh my God, is it so good. You've never had that? No. Really? I'm not a big fan of meat pies. Yeah, I think you would like this. I mean, I guess maybe 
to be honest, I haven't really had a lot, but there's something about meat and pie that just throws me off. Like you don't like chicken pot pie? That's all right. But that's like a lot of potato and vegetables. and Love chicken pot pie. Maybe I'm just being a stickler. I like all three of those things. But I, if I'm eating pie, I want like pumpkin pie. <laughs> chicken, pot, and pie. Pot is... Oh, I'm not a big pothead, but I like nah, chicken pot either. pie. Yeah. Chicken pot pie is good. Yeah. So, do you have any more origin uh, details? Well, yeah. Hey, what, another cool one is the Yule Log. Like the whole the whole story of the Yule Log. Everybody's heard of the Yule Log. That's to do with and, poop, right? And actually, well, part of it, but... But Yule, Yule was like the festival, one of the Nordic festivals, right? Uh, where Yule was the like the harvest festival at the solstice. Yeah. And what they would do is they would go out into the forest and they would chop down the biggest tree they could find and they would drag it into like the center of town and they would light it on fire with a piece of the wood left over from the Yule log from the year before, like they would have the Yule log a little bit because whenever the Yule log burns, they always save a little piece of it for next year. Mm. And then they start that on fire. And that's what they use to light the new Yule log. And for as long as that log takes to burn, that's how long the party is. So you're talking, you could have a pretty good party. Like for days. And what's really weird is like they're cutting down fresh trees. Like fresh trees don't burn that good. And maybe pine trees do. But I know like firewood doesn't. Like if you cut down a maple tree or a oak tree or something like that, man, you ain't going to get that to burn. That's why, you know, when forest fires here, when they have big fires here, like it doesn't burn the trees down. No. Like the trees are fine. <laughs> yeah. But but so the whole U-log story was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. And that's pagan also. And uh, Imagine it, that. And then in Spain, they actually have this other Yule log uh, thing that's kind of cool where where they take the Yule log and they actually don't burn it. They dress it up like an elf and they put a little face on the end of it. And then what the kids do is they feed it toys, right? No, they feed it snacks. They feed it like little treats, like cookies and stuff like that. And the Yule log poops out presents. Nice. That's supposedly where the presents come. Are they covered come in from. poop? Uh, no, no. Oh, it just they're like no. They come out all wrapped and everything. Non poopy presents. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Like I could eat cookies and shit out presents. Well, I guess it depends on your definition of what a present is. Well, <laughs> that wouldn't be a very good present. If you eat cookies and then you poop and there's chocolate chips in that poop, could that? Yeah, how be could you tell the difference? It's the same color. Could that be considered a gift? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I just think some of these rituals are kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I and, have and something. It, oh. Oh, go ahead. No. Yeah, no, they are cool. I think, and that's just the surface of it, too. There's a lot more in-depth things when it comes to the origins of Christmas, uh, the folklore behind Santa Claus, St. Nick, um, all the different, you know, Santa Claus is a demon, Santa Claus is Satan, Krampus. There's a bunch of stuff, and you could probably... It could be like a whole series just on Christmas. You know what's really cool is like you know the Puritans, like my ancestors, like they outlawed Christmas in yeah. in England. Well, that's kind of what I was gonna kind of bring up. Not exactly the Puritans, but the it's kind of a contemporary theory um, or idea, and in a sense, it kind of is going on. But this whole um, 
war on Christmas idea. Uh, you know, conspiracy theories and hardcore Christians really think that the the mainstream, you know, contemporary modern narrative of Christmas um, in itself is in fact kind of to kind of like the first story I talked about to distract from Christ and really the true meaning of Christmas. So I know, you know, Christmas is really to celebrate the birth of Christ is what we're told, but you have this whole other, um, you know, environment around Christmas that's, you know, uh, based around commercialism, commercial and capitalism, capitalism, buying presents, um, you know, the hokey decorations, decorating things, um, you know, spending money and doing Christmas carols and, and, and stuff that doesn't really always focus around um, the birth of Christ, as well as this whole other uh, war on Christmas aspect where it's like, you know, now you can't say Merry Christmas. Now you, oh, right. you, you yeah, can't, that's a it's not a Christmas shit. party anymore. It's a holiday party, you know. Some schools in some uh, states, they're not even allowed to celebrate Christmas. It's it's banned. So there's this other whole idea that, like, now they're taking it one step further where they're really just trying to get rid of the idea and narrative of Christmas and the practice of Christmas altogether to, furthermore, get away from, you know, that idea of holiness and God and Christ. Okay, so I just gotta say that. So so you know there's a war on religion. Is this is a good versus evil battle that we're in right now, right? Right. And this they don't want people going bit. to church. Look at how they banned everybody from going to church, right? Like you could go to Home Depot, Walmart, Lowe's, uh all the big box stores, all the all the big all the big places, no problem. Uh the Rona wasn't hiding out in there. But could not go to church. They did not want people uh to uh to get closer to God. Right. And then we had the theory that, uh, that the vaccine and the PCR test was actually taking away your, uh, the VMAT two gene, which is your God gene, which is, they don't want you to think of a higher being because the elites want to be the higher being also attacking your pineal gland. Right. So huge, deep, deep nasal swabs. Yeah. That's a theory. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, no, no, I, no, it's a good theory. And the thing is, is, you know, they don't want people uh, to have a God. They don't want them to look up to anybody because having God gives you hope and they don't want people to have hope. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. They want to beat you down. So the war on Christmas is real, right? Yeah. And right. why? And I don't know. Why is Christmas so focused nowadays on that whole capitalism, materialism, uh, commercialism of like buying? Well, so didn't you that, co- buy your, yeah, you didn't that come this. from Madison Avenue? I don't know. Is that where it came from? Yeah. Okay. So Coca-Cola is the one that gave us the whole, okay, this is what Santa looks like. You know, even though he was supposed to be a take on St. Nicholas and I don't want to forget St. Nicholas. I want to, that's a really cool story. I want to tell that story. But, uh, but so when Coca-Cola did that advertising campaign for Christmas, they had this jolly old guy with the white beard and the white hair and the red, red suit with the white trim, which all has, pagan and satanic roots yeah and uh and to sell more coca-cola right mm-hmm. so then you have what what else you got the white polar bears right the white polar bears with, that are associated with uh, christmas and coca-cola yeah right so then madison avenue think oh my god this is a perfect time for us to get people to buy things to give away because you know the thought of christmas is to give gifts 
give gifts away. Oh, now who's got the biggest, baddest gift? So what did they come up with? Black Friday. Yeah. Which is a total shit show. And that is solely uh, uh, built around materialism. Oh, yeah. As well as like kind of greedy. There's this whole, well, first of all, there's a whole crazy side of Black Christmas. or Not Black Christmas, sorry. Black Friday, which is just insane. You know, people staying out, going to stores at midnight and staying out till all hours of the night to buy products and can be very violent, too. Oh, yeah. Over certain things that they want, like attacking, fighting, like ripping things out of children's hands. Why children are there in the first place, I don't know. But that to me is just a crazy. Have you I, seen I the videos? Have you seen the Black Friday videos? I've seen some of them. I mean, people sure. getting trampled, getting shot, getting stabbed. Yeah. Fighting over a freaking TV. Yeah. Fighting over your home surveillance system. It's like California every day now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you can steal up to nine. What is it? Nine hundred dollars worth of stuff. Nine hundred dollars worth of stuff. And you can't yeah. be criminally charged, yeah. which is insane to me as well. Hey, you but, know what? what? So so when I was a kid, Christmas was more. Christmas was more like like way less like how it is today. Yeah. So when I was a kid, Christmas was about getting together with your family. Uh, my family always had the kind of bigger house. So everybody would come to our house and we'd put on a big meal and we'd all hang out. It wasn't about gifts. It really wasn't. It really wasn't about presents. It I mean, it shouldn't be. It was, uh, you know, I mean, each one of us kids, you know, it was me and my two brothers. And then if my two sisters came down from Vermont or whatever, we would, you know, each kid would get a few gifts. And it was typically something that like you really wanted over the course of the year and you were happy with one or two gifts. Mm-hmm. But I think it just get blown out of proportion. It I is. mean, I mean, now what is it? What is it? What's the biggest thing that sells on Black Friday? I don't know, TVs. Yeah, TVs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're basically giving TVs away, and like I said, that's your home surveillance system because you got the smart TV that's watching and listening to everything that you do now. But <laughs> but anyway, so collecting so, data. So yeah, so so it's like uh, totally commercialized, and I think this is why people get so stressed out about Christmas, is because. You know, especially in the Northeast, this is an expensive time of year. It's when your property tax bills come out and they're due like right after Christmas, which is freaking ridiculous. And then you have, uh, it's cold, so you got to have heat, right? That costs a lot of money here. And then everybody's expecting you to give them like a $500 present. I mean, that that gives people stress. And some people are brutal with their Christmas presents. If you get someone a present that they don't like, they'll tell you. Yeah. In some scenarios, which in my opinion, I, I don't know. If oh, I was, hey, did you keep the receipt for that? Right. See, I don't know. I don't know if I was like taught this as a young child or it's just something I kind of always just, you know, felt was I needed to do. But like if I got a gift that I didn't really like, I wouldn't tell the person. I would just be like, oh, thank you very much for this gift that you bought me, basically. Yeah, because it's the thought. Out. It is the thought. Right. But I, like some people will be like, no, I don't like this gift, or like, ah, can, yeah, you, can we return yeah, it so I can get something yeah, else? It's, okay. it's like, yeah. 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 I mean, hey, look, I don't need a lot of presents. If you want to buy me a present, great. I got I you don't a need present. A lot. Like, I don't, I don't like, you know, yeah, I don't need a lot of stuff. And I do, and I agree with you. Christmas has moved far, far away from just things that should be spending time with family and like eating, maybe eating. Or, or just spending quality time with people, family and friends. Well, the original Saturnalia was about feasting. So there goes Eating your food. Children. 
Yeah, no, but I'm saying like having a big feast and 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 the lower class people got to eat things that they didn't get to eat the rest of the year, and I think that's really cool about like Christmas Eve is a big thing for us. Like uh, we'll always go to a friends. Like we're like this Christmas Eve, we're going to be going to a friends and for a big get together, and and I think that's what Christmas should be about: hanging out with your family, hanging out with your friends, hanging out with the people that you truly care about and like to spend time with. And just maybe like do a Yankee swap. Like Yankee swaps are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, or like uh, you know, pick a name out of a hat type of deal. Buy one gift, right? Secret Santa. Yeah, Secret Santa. So, so I think you know, it, but I think it's like spending more, you know, spending time. And the food is a big thing. Like, like to me, I mean that that means more. Like hanging out with your friends and having some cool food or eating some, you know. Well, what do we like up here? Charcuterie boards. Oh yeah, yeah, we like those. Lots of cheese, lots of meats, lots <laughs> meats of stuff crackers. like that. Yeah, so and that's really cool. Like or or Chinese food, like is a big tradition. Oh, on Christmas Eve or on uh, Christmas? On both. Uh, okay. Well, no, Christmas Eve. So in well, big time on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Right? But uh, but anyways, uh, and that's what we're doing uh, Friday night. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're going to a friend's, and we, we everybody pitched in. Uh, we're going to special order a bunch of Chinese food. It's going to be really fun. So, uh, but when I was a kid, you know, I remember like we had this tradition, uh, cause my father put on a really good show. Like he didn't really like Christmas cause he grew up in a depression and never had a Christmas. And he always kind of would, would be sad around Christmas. You know what I mean? Because they didn't have anything or whatever. But, you know, later in life when my dad ended up doing very well, you know, you would have thought he would have battled that and said, Hey, I want to make sure my kids have a good Christmas. And he did. Oh, yeah, no, my father made sure we had really good Christmases. Yeah. But it was always a thing where we got to stay up late on Christmas Eve, and we would get to open one present on Christmas Eve. Nice. And then we had to go to bed, and my father had this little music box that played uh, Oh Holy Night. And that was like a family heirloom, and I wish I knew where it was now, but it's gone. It's probably in that barn somewhere. You know what it was? It was a pull string thing. It was a pull string music box. Never seen one. Yeah, so you pull the string... And it would just play music and, you know, until it obviously wasn't wound up anymore. But the theory was, I'm going to start this song. You better be asleep. You better be asleep by the end of it. Or at least pretend to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. You had to go to sleep before the end of that. And it was really cool. And then, of course, it was a big thing. All the key, you know, the crack of dawn's ass, man. As soon as that sun peeked up over the knoll, that's when you got up and you went out there and you waited patiently for your parents to get up. So you could open up your, you know, one, two, or maybe three presents. Yeah, so... Yeah, and it was cool. Like, Christmas meant something back then. When I remember when I was a kid, I was so excited. I would wake up so early for, on Christmas, and there was a rule I wasn't allowed to get, like, leave my room to go see the Christmas tree or the presents until, like, my mom was awake. Sure. She wanted to wake up and turn on the tree, so when we went out, it would be on. Um, but what she would do was she would leave when we were asleep. She or Santa. Sorry. Sorry, mom. Santa would leave a present, one present on the like my bed. And it was usually just like a little teeny thing. So when I woke up at 530, I would have a present that I could like kind of play with and use and then go to do Christmas. But did you do like. Um, so it was something to occupy you before, like while you were waiting for your mom to get up. Kind of. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you do like, uh, did you do like cookies and milk and, and like. Leave stuff for Santa? And stuff for the reindeers and stuff. Uh, I'm sure we did. Yeah. We yeah, did no, that. I'm sure PB we did. PB and J. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do that stuff too. Yeah. yeah Where did that come from? Is that just. Uh, that was another one of the rituals. 
And who was it for? The kids would leave out snacks and uh, carrots and hay for, was it St. Nicholas's white horse or, or if he had a donkey or something like that? For a donkey? The Christmas yeah. burrow? Yeah. Yeah. Dominic the donkey? Well, wasn't there donkeys involved in uh, the nativity? There was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of, well, in that like kind of Middle Eastern culture, there was a lot of people would travel with donkeys sure. all the time. Yeah. But also, you know, Dominic the donkey. Well, wasn't it a donkey that brought Mary, the Virgin Mary, into, her? into Bethlehem? No idea. To have the baby Jesus? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the immaculately concepted Virgin Mary. <laughs> Which well, uh, I think was impregnated by aliens. Yeah, or Satan. Or, yeah. Do you think Krampus be... maybe snuck in there and got a little freaky? Yeah, maybe. Krampus, I heard, was a baller back in the day. Oh, a, yeah. He was a player. Oh, yeah, I bet he was. I bet <laughs> well, he with had that all... Goats, with that goat's head. All them moms. And all those horns. All those all those big booty influencer moms just probably just kicking back, waiting for Krampus to come. Do you think... Okay, what do you think the olden day influencers were? Oh, I don't know. Do you think there was any sort of role in cultures? Th- back you know then what? If you like take that- the prostitutes, like the high price prostitutes <laughs> that they used to bring into Rome. Okay. You think- for Oh, yeah. So the government would provide prostitutes for the Roman soldiers, like the tops Roman soldiers, when they would come back from successful battles. Like that was a little treat for them. Are you saying and today- that would be today's. Now, I'm not saying influencers so are... you are, saying influencers today are, are basically prostitutes? No, I'm not saying that. You heard it here first on the Wicked Planet, I'm everybody. not saying that because that would be disrespectful because <laughs> a lot of these influencers are just really pretty girls that are using the tools that God gave them. And make a lot of friggin' money. Oh, yeah, they it. do. Hey, whatever. My hat is off to them. But, uh, hey, I know, my father always told me years ago, never... Be judgmental on a way a person makes a living. At least they're working for their money. Well, a dollar's a dollar, yeah. and everyone's got to work. Yeah. Yeah, my father said never be judgmental when I come to that. He said any of your customers, if you have a customer that's uh, you know maybe you know not as fortunate, or you have customers that are real fortunate, you got to treat them all the same, which I do, even like to this day. Yeah. 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 I end up having to help out some of the less fortunate people's more. And that's just how I am. I don't mind doing it. Well, that's a really good quality in a mechanic shop. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that, you know, don't have a lot of money and cars are especially around here. They're very important for just basic. And they break all the time. And they break a lot, especially if they're not brand new. And car repairs are expensive. Parts are expensive. So if you have a, a mechanic that's like, willing to work with a client that you know doesn't have a lot of money that's a, a very good quality in a mechanic job in my opinion so anyways getting back, back to Christmas. the big booty influencers i think i think the like the beautiful harem girls like like they would have to try to outshine each other right then back then to be chosen to be in a a harem of a very wealthy person or say an emperor mhm so they would be, in a sense, kind of like what an influencer is today. You think? Yeah, or or not really an influencer, but 
like some of the Instagram models that we talk about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a direct parallel, I think. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that either. Yeah. Like, I have zero problem with that whatsoever. No. No, no, I don't. Uh, I like to look at beautiful women just uh, like anybody else does. Mm. I mean, I, I view the female as a work of art. Yeah. Truth, truthfully, I do. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at a female body and I said, oh, my God, you are a work of art. And you, <laughs> and you could be extremely curvy. You could be very petite. It's just how you present yourself. You can to be me, you can, you can be you can be sexy anyway. Four hundred pounds and in a uh, on a scooter, driving through Walmart in sweatpants, in a Winnie the Pooh T-shirt that comes up over your belly button, drinking your big. Uh, somehow so, I don't. From I don't. I wouldn't find 7-11. that. Eleven. I wouldn't find that very attractive. But uh, but Being there's a piece of art. But there's definitely people out there that do. There's a lot of sick people you know, out there. In the you world. know what that? I think that's called American art, yeah. right there. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I have not even set foot in a Walmart for shopping yet. This I haven't year. gone in one in a very, very long time. Oh, I've been time. to Walmart like to pick up items, but not for my Christmas shopping. Honestly, if I if I don't have to go to Walmart, I just even if I'm just like, hmm, what what might I need? I just try to avoid it at all costs. Well, what's the next level up from Walmart? That's like where I go. Uh, Target. Target. I went to Target. Yeah, because our Target is like right next door to Walmart. Yeah. It's like Target, the next street over. It's like the upscale version of Walmart. Yes. <laughs> they got yeah. a Starbucks in there. I mean, come on. Yeah, there That's you go. ritzy. That's high society. Well, they got a Subway at Walmart. <laughs> Subway sucks. <laughs> Subway does suck. Jerry? Yeah. What a freaking weird. Jared the pedophile. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I wonder how he liked little kids on Christmas. So anyways, hey, I want to tell the story of St. Nick. I don't know how long we've been going. How long we've been going? Uh, We're about an hour and a half. Okay. Right now. So yeah, I don't want this to be a super, uh, super long episode. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, we actually started late. This was the first night uh, Buckley started his new job. He didn't get out of work till five. We're usually recording by five or five thirty. And I didn't have any stresses. Everything's gone pretty good at the Haunted Garage this week, uh, being it's only Wednesday. But I want to give the guys some time off this week. So, uh, well, get the guys, my brother, <laughs> and uh, and and we have another helper. But but yeah, I want to just make sure that these guys get to have uh, you know a few extra days off because we are right back at it on Monday morning. And Ron's in a good mood today because yeah, he was recently today. visited by three ghosts. Yeah, I was recently visited by two people that finally delivered my new refrigerator. <laughs> that could, that kind of, hey, I'll tell you right, right now, the guys that delivered my new refrigerator. They saved Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys were totally cool. My was wife, looking real My hairy. wife had to go down to Best Buy and like ream them a new asshole. It was three days of, was Christmas going to work or isn't it going to work? <laughs> yeah, because our refrigerator was supposed to be on the 20th. That, keep in mind, we bought a month ago. Woof. Yeah. And uh, so we had to wait a month to get it, and it's supposed to be here on the 20th, which was Monday, and it was, didn't show up on the 20th. And yeah. keep in mind, my wife had instructed me to empty out the refrigerator into coolers, put them out on the deck, which is fine this time of year because it's plenty of cold out, Yeah. and uh, take the old refrigerator and put it out on the deck, which I had to dismantle to get out the door. So I had to do Rough. a lot of work Sunday, and it was freaking cold Sunday. Yeah. And uh, then our new refrigerator didn't show up. 
And so well, she at had least to, it's cold outside. So she had to go down to Best Buy and raise a little hell with them. At least it's cold outside. Yeah. Well, they said we we're going to deliver it Wednesday. So what happened Wednesday? We got an ice storm. So they canceled delivery. Like, we're going to deliver it Christmas morning. No, they said January 4th. <laughs> My wife's like, yeah, I'm not waiting to January 4th. Somebody's going to get an earful. So she goes down there and miraculously they were able to deliver it this afternoon. <laughs> so, Way to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. She don't, she don't mess around. Uh, and she wasn't really being a Karen about it either because uh, uh, we've waited over a month and they said it's in the store. We just got to get it delivered to you. And I mean, where we bought it is literally 10 minutes from here. So yeah. it wasn't like a big trip for them. But the people that delivered it, two guys, totally cool. They understood the situation. They apologized. Uh, they thanked me for putting the old refrigerator out because that saved them the work of doing it. And they hooked up my new uh, refrigerator, and we are good to go. Two guys, one refrigerator. So thank you, Geek Squad All refrigerator right, what, delivery man. What's this story of St. Nick? Okay, so, you know, I always said, you know, how they always said, oh, you have... Santa Claus and old St. Nick and Father Christmas. So you have all these different traditions all over the world, right? So, well, what was the original one to me was always St. Nick. Yeah. Good old St. Nick. Yep. So I'm like, well, what's the real story behind St. Nicholas? Mm. So I looked it up. Oh. It's a really cool story. Did you know that St. Nicholas was also, what was the word? Uh, and uh, Rudolph. How he was conceived. Oh. Uh, Immaculate orgy. conception. Oh, not orgy? No, oh. no not an orgy. <laughs> uh, St. Nicholas, as the legend goes, was immaculately concepted, just like Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the story of St. Nicholas no. takes place in what's modern-day Turkey, but at the time was supposed to be Greece or right around it. But it was it's from Turkey. And there was uh, a man and a wife and they were unable to have children. But through some miracle, uh, they were able to conceive and St. Nicholas was born. Of course, he wasn't a saint at the time. But as he was growing up, his uncle was the local Catholic bishop. And he got called, I want to say he got called to Rome. Like he had to go to Rome. He had to go see the Pope or he had to go do something. So he asked his nephew who was, who was always at church and, you know, doing everything he was supposed to be doing, uh, asked him if he could take over the parish while he was gone. And St. Nicholas agreed to do that. Well, he wasn't saying that. To, okay. Let's back it up. He wasn't St. Nicholas till after he was dead. And then he was canonized a saint. Mm. So he was just Nicholas at the time. Nick. Yeah, but what he did was very cool, right? So he so he ended up taking the church over. And he was very... Uh, his parents were very wealthy. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know what they were into, but they, they had a ton of money. So when they had passed away, of course, St. Nicholas inherited all that money. And he wanted to live by God's word that... What you sow, share with the poor. Mm -hmm. So he would do that and he would go around and he would leave little gifts for the children. And he would leave. Uh, he heard this. He heard this one story about this man who had three daughters and apparently he owed some uh, banks or probably loan sharks. 
but owed them a bunch of money and and they were going to come and take us home plus they were going to take us three daughters as payment so saint nicholas found out uh because the dad wanted to marry the daughters off before they were taken away and but he had no dowry to give i remember i said that how we got screwed because i don't remember getting any dowry uh when i got married to my, either of my wives <laughs> I, I mean, you're not married, so you don't, you know, you got to talk to your girlfriend's parents and see how that dowry is coming along. What's a dowry? A dowry is a gift that you give to the husband. Oh. Like the parents of the bride, they they have a what they call, it's a dowry. It's gifts or money or some financial thing, property, how whatever. Okay. That when you marry their daughter, like you get that. Uh. Just like the tradition of how the, how the females... Like the wife's parents pay for the wedding ah. type of deal. And that was part of the dowry as well. Yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, so St. Nicholas found out that this that this father didn't have dowry money. So whenever he had found uh, husbands for his wife, for his daughters, St. Nicholas found out and he would go and he would leave a bag of bag of gold as the dowry. So that so that the wedding could go for, you know forward with the wedding so that so that the daughters wouldn't be basically you know taken into slavery, turned into prostitutes or whatever. Nice. Right? Yeah, because like this uh, this whole sex trafficking thing goes way back to those times, right? <laughs> I mean it does. Dark Christmas. No, I mean really seriously, it's a black it does. Christmas. So anyway, so Saint Nicholas, so, so Nicholas got the reputation of helping the poor, leaving little gifts for the kids, uh, and things like that. So so when he died. On September, uh, December 6th, actually, that's called St. Nicholas Day. So in actuality, like Christmas should be on December 6th, not the 25th. Mm. But I think it's on the 25th because it celebrates the solstice, the solstice and then the party. And I think Christmas represented the last day of the party, maybe. Like, and after that, you had to be good for the rest of the, you know, until the next time came around. Kind of like how Mardi Gras works. What is it? Isn't it Fat Tuesday? Fat no Tuesday is the last party day, and then after that, you got to go into Lent. Yeah, that's how that works. Okay. Are you not familiar with that? Mm, kind of, but not really. Okay, so the whole thing, uh, the whole thing with Mardi Gras is the big party, yeah. and th- and then you have Fat Tuesday, which is the last, like big blowout, and then the following day you have to start Lent, which is you give up something for Lent, like uh, oh you right. Know, yeah, you're like, okay, so I'm not going to smoke for, you know, however, what's Lent, like 30 days, 60 days? It's a, Yeah, it's like a month or two. Or yeah, two so yeah, you got to give up, you know, something that you really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so anyways, so, so I kind of I kind of equate it to that, like like you started partying on the solstice and then on the 25th, that was like the last big blowout. And then after that, you had to behave for a while. But the story of Saint Nicholas is kind of cool. So, so the so they went off with that. Was Saint Nicholas was the man that would came came around at night in the shadows, and he wanted to be anonymous too, like like how how you know you all know that Santa exists, but you're not supposed to see Santa, right? We don't know his address, really. Well, we know his address. No, we don't. It's the North Pole. Yeah, but not as a. It's down inside the Hollow Earth. (laughs) He's at uh, Hitler's secret base in the North Pole. No, Hitler's secret bases are in the South Pole. Everybody gets those two mixed up. Oh, sorry. Maybe I was talking about... The North Pole is where uh, Admiral Byrd flew into uh, where all the advanced beings that live in the Hollow Earth. Right, the elves. Well, well, Santa lives down there, too. It's where the reindeer live. Because everybody says, how can Santa? He lives in that cold climate up there. It's not cold in the inner Earth. 
So Santa's basically on hiatus, like in a tropical paradise. And then he has to go out on this one night and freeze his ass off. And, and, yeah, but that's not a bad gig. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what? I, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of kids to bring presents to in one night. That's why you, you hire elves at a very minimum wage for slave labor, and they do most of the legwork. Hey, what about the elf on the shelf? I hear that stressing children out. Because he's watching you. Yeah, because he's always watching the children. What's his name? Steve, isn't it? I think it's... Uh, it's Steve. It's either Bill, maybe Elon. Could be... Mm, it's uh, Alexa. Anthony. It's Alex. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, you know, Elf on the Shelf. You know what? I never even knew anything about Elf on the Shelf. We never had that when I was a kid. Never heard of such a thing. I like it. I just learned about it like uh, maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We I have was, one, but we don't really use it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be more interesting during Christmas if you had an actual gremlin. Mm. You know, the thing, little things that you can't get wet. Mm. Don't feed them after midnight. Or is it don't feed them after dark? I forget. Yeah, it's either or. Yeah. You definitely don't want to get them wet. <laughs> no, I think gremlins would be really cool presents. If they were real. What, gremlins ain't real? Well, I mean, I know some people that look like gremlins. Just, you know, distant relatives. There was a gremlin I always wanted. It was called the Gremlin X. And it's the car that they built that had the V8 motor in it. A oh. little gremlin with a V8 with like a three-speed or a four-speed. Mm. That would be a wicked, wicked cool car. That would be. Yeah. I, I'll never forget one time I was headed down to Boston. Uh, I was pretty young. I was probably 14 or 15. And a friend of the family's was bringing me to Boston for my, my first night at the combat zone. Like, break me in down to the combat zone, which is uh, what is now modern-day Chinatown in Boston. There used to be a little section of Boston called the combat zone. And that's where all the strip clubs were and all the houses of ill repute. Of course. And uh, so anyways, uh, these guys had a mission to bring me there. I was young, too. Anyways, but I can remember we were driving down there, and I could hear this really loud car coming. I mean, it was screaming, going down 93 into Boston. Uh, and I look off, and it was a Gremlin X. One of them V8 Gremlins I always wanted. Sick. That was an interesting night. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, right. nobody ever checked my ID. What right, do we so, got, Ron? Uh, what do you got? I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to touch on some Christmas stuff, but I also wanted to take the time to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas from or, the Wicked Planet. Or Hanukkah, which Hanukkah is over. Or Kwan. No, oh no, Hanukkah. Or just Kwan Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Is Kwanzaa around this time? Uh, Well, yes, yeah, like it's supposed to be. Whatever. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, I hope everybody, uh, you know. Enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy having uh, time with your family. Drink some eggnog. Eggnog in Southern Comfort. Shove some cookies down your gullet into your fat belly. Have you ever had eggnog? Drink beer. With Southern Comfort in it? Not SoCo, but other stuff. Oh like my God, rum, Southern Comfort is so good. <laughs> I think like rum. Yeah, spice rum. Yeah, spiced rum. Yeah, I put spice rum in your eggnog. I had some of that this last weekend. When we got back from Boston, we went to our friend's house to play cards. Got wasted. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. No, I don't like to do that, but I do like to have a drink. And they said, oh, we got eggnog. Oh, nobody likes eggnog. My wife's like, Ronnie likes eggnog. Throw some rum in it. And uh, I go, yeah, you got any rum? Yeah, we do. Spice rum. Put it right to it. It was a good drink, too. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, anyway, same place we're going for Christmas Eve. 
cool. But uh, so everybody, yeah. So our first uh, Christmas show. Uh, I know we didn't really give you too much. A couple of cool stories. We're just me and Buckley rambling on. We have a nice mellow night tonight. We got a bunch of cool shows lined up, so we just wanted to give you this one. Uh, a couple of shout outs. Uh, Sleep Deprived Dad emailed us. Uh, and he talked about something. I didn't have time to look into it, but apparently there's uh, some mushroom that the reindeer used to eat. It's a hallucinogenic mushroom. That's associated with Christmas because it's red and white. Yeah. And the reindeer would eat it. And, and that's what used to make them fly. <laughs> I know mushrooms make me fly when I eat them. Certain ones. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Certain ones are really good. But anyways, uh, I don't know. Uh, shout out to Sleep Deprived Dad. Uh, What's up? Yeah. Shout out to, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you to all of our podcasting circle. Uh, all of our podcasting friends that have really helped us out over the last year. Uh, and, and we'll probably get more a little bit deeper into the thank yous when we do our New Year show. Mm. But uh, but you guys know who you are. Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more in depth uh, next week on the next week's episode when we're doing the end of the year episode. And I uh, hope everybody enjoys that. But listen, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, if you're alone, make the best of it. Don't get yourself down. Uh, try not to be too depressed. Uh, don't worry. Credit card bills will start coming in a month uh, month from now. So don't worry about what you spent on Christmas right now. Hopefully it's hopefully it's going to be a good one for you and your family and everybody is health and, healthy and safe. And, uh, and everybody just has a good day. Buckley, what do you got? Just a Christmas carol. Oh, what do you got? Silent night. Silent night. Oh. We should have done a Krampus version of Silent Night. Okay, don't torture the listeners any more than you already are. Alright, that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. I worked on that for three weeks straight. Take that extra piece of coal that Ebenezer Scrooge gave you, put it on the fire, stay nice and warm. Uh... Say hello to the Christmas, the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future. Let them know that we said hello. Uh, tell the Ghost of Christmas Future to please uh, hit the follow and subscribe button. Say hi to Mrs. Claus for me if you see her around. Mrs. Claus would be a big booty influencer. <laughs> Could you imagine Mrs. Claus in like a nice red outfit with red like nylons? All and, right, and Ron. big fluffy high heels. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right, everybody, you know where to find Have us. Have a Merry Christmas. Ron from New England on Instagram, the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. Email us any Christmas stories or any Christmas nightmare stories for next week so we can talk about them on the show. To the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Dashing Ron, through the snow. Hey, Ron from, shout out. Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley out.